All right, well, good morning again, everyone. Good morning again, everyone. All right, all right, all right. Listen, I want to do something unique. I don't always do this, but I I felt the nudge. Um, This past week was a good week, and um, I want to pray for you. Would you be okay with that? All right, I I received that sneeze as an amen. Um, But how many of you know God does amazing things through prayer, amen? And how many of you know in life you just kind of have a season? You ever had just a season in life? You know life has seasons, right? Listen, I, wanted, I found myself praying this week. I had, I had several things I needed to pray for, amen? Sometimes you needed to pray for. I had several people in my life who needed prayer. But at the same time, I felt something so sweet. I, I, I say it's sweet, and I don't say that temperamentally. I say that intentionally. I felt something just so sweet from God. As I was praying, I just got a sense in my heart that if you're, if you're here today and there's a heaviness in any arena of your life, I wanted to let you know that, that I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to stand in faith for you that that heaviness will lift in Jesus' name. I found myself just in a quiet place uh, this past week, getting with the Lord, praying, getting, getting on my knees. How many of you know that's important from time to time? And uh, in his presence, it was just so good. And I felt like I wanted to do that for you this morning, okay? And so I want to just invite you, when I say heaviness, just any arena that there's anxiety, any arena that you just, you're just maybe not faith-filled, but a little doubt-filled, it's been a little, little heavy, as we may call it, I want to pray for you that the Lord would meet you in that. Scriptures clearly say in the book of Psalms, he says he's near the brokenhearted. How many of you know, right about now, that sounds good, all right? He's near the brokenhearted. God's not distant or far away, but he draws close. Any arena, maybe a financial thing, maybe a relational thing, maybe a health in your body thing. I just want to pray and invite the Holy Spirit to strengthen you. Can we do that? Would you receive that this morning? I want to encourage you. So close your eyes, and here's something I always love to do from time to time. I want to invite you, if you, if, if you would, all right, all of our eyes are closed, so no shame in our game. All right, you can close your eyes. just want to encourage you to put your hands out in front of you, if you will, Let me just pray for you. Let me just encourage you. Father, we receive your peace this morning. God, we're so grateful for the Holy Spirit. We're so grateful, Lord, that your word declares your yoke is easy and that your burden is light. In fact, Jesus, you call us to follow you and that your word says you bring us rest and peace. And I pray, Lord, that for every person under the sound of my voice, those online as well, God, right where they are in their home, apartment, living room, driving safely down the road, you'd meet them in that moment. Lord, we receive your peace. I thank you that perfect love, it casts out all fear. And we welcome that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Every arena, God, would you touch it with your peace and with your hope. In the name of Jesus, thank you that you've given us a sound mind, Holy Spirit. We pray that for your people in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, hey, thank you for taking a moment just praying with me. If you have your Bibles, or as I mentioned earlier, maybe you're online today getting your your version app out, I want to encourage you to turn to Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12, and we'll be uh, reading uh, verses 22 through 34 in just a moment. Luke chapter 12, 22 through 34. Well, today I want to talk about generosity. 
want to talk about generosity. This month, I've, I've, I've been looking at maybe some basics uh, of our faith, but my prayer and my hope has been to equip you in your journey with God, to equip you to exercise your faith. How many of you know in your walk with God, there are some moments, there are some seasons you're just receiving? But as followers, disciples of Jesus, we are to partner with God. We're kind of, you know, I grew up in a culture, we'd, we'd say this, exercising our faith muscle. You know, how many of you enjoy going to the gym? That's what I thought. All right. I had an idea. All right. Nobody really enjoys it, but we do enjoy the reward of it, right? Maybe we know, like me, you're never going to have a six-pack or an eight-pack or even a 12-pack of abs, but you are grateful for the health that it produces. That you know that, that in, uh, in, the, the, <laughs> in the sweating, all right, and in the lifting or the heavy lifting of the loads and the runs and the sprints and all that sort of thing, all right, there are toxins that leave the body, amen? And there's actually health that is produ produced in your body. Well, the same can be found in our spiritual life. Same can be found in our spiritual life is that we need to exercise, partner with God, and step out by faith. And it actually exercises. It's a good thing. It may not feel like it, but it's a good thing. And so this month, we've looked at several things from speaking life, maybe your family of origin, maybe where you grew up, they coached you on how to speak death, how to be critical, how to be condemning, angry, and no fun. You know, maybe that's what you got growing up, and you've learned it well. Well, here you are in the new family of God, and Jesus invites you, man, read the book, read the scriptures, and speak life. We talked about that a few weeks ago. We talked about exercising the faith muscle to have the right people in your life. It's vitally, it's vitally, it's vitally important. Well, today I want to talk about, I framed it as stay generous. Stay generous. If you're a follower of Jesus, you may not feel it. You may not have, have much fruit to showcase, but your DNA changed when you gave your life to Christ. You stepped into the new family of God. And one of the things the Holy Spirit does, his, his priority, is making us Christ-like. And so muscles that we didn't have previously, now have all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit begins to develop those within us. And one of those is the faith muscle of generosity. And I believe Christians should be the most generous people on the face of the planet. Generous with their words. Generous with their spirit to love, to care. When, when everybody is throwing rocks and shame, a Christ follower steps in with the generosity of heaven to say, man, I don't know how, but love, love can meet us here. Peace can meet us here. Hope can meet us here. And so I want to talk about staying generous. I have here, in a culture growing cynical, in a culture growing skeptical, in a culture that's growing tight-fisted, stay generous. Stay generous. Generous in spirit. Generous with your joy. Generous with your peace. And Generous in your lifestyle. The Spirit of God draws us into a generous lifestyle. Now, here's the kicker. The enemy of our soul assaults our generosity. Here's how he does it. Fear, anxiety, 
greed, and doubt. Book of Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. I love how the message translation puts it. It says this, the world of the generous gets larger and what? Larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets what? Smaller and smaller. I love here at Hillside that I get to pastor such generous people. Don't be quiet on this. Y'all are generous. You can amen. Shout that amen back to me. Y'all are generous. We got a hallelujah in there as well. All right, I see that. I see that handkerchief in the back online. All right. Listen, you're surrounded by generous people. I, I, I was beginning, <clears throat> as I was preparing this message, I was just reflecting. I was just contemplating. I was just thinking about, Lord, look at what has happened. And, and these moments, these stories of generosity began to pop up in my mind. Just here in our local church, I thought about several men's breakfasts. Y'all don't even know this, but been totally covered by people in this auditorium. Given. Like, well, didn't the church pay for it? Sometimes, but other times, people just gave. They just gave straight and said, hey, I got it. I got it. That's generosity. I was thinking about at our family movie night in May, we hosted almost 400 people right here on our back lawn, and we played the infamous Sing To, somebody. Incredible, incredible. Now, your generosity made that evening possible. But then another layer. Someone showed up. A, a, a mom and her daughter showed up. Face painted, I swear, every child in this southern Indiana. They didn't mention anything about it. They just showed up. And what did they do? Generous spirit. Giving, blessing. A couple years back, um, we had someone that, that felt impressed to give a specific amount. They landed up paying that year. This is a couple years ago. They landed up paying for the entirety of our fall fest to reach our community. That's ridiculous Generosity. Y'all are surrounded by generous people today. I got a couple months later, that same year, y'all, I told you, a little ridiculous. That, that same year, a couple months later, a couple heard about our ladies' paint night. We wanted to be good stewards. We wanted to honor. We kept driving the cost down. I think, I think we put it at like $5 for the paint night. A couple approached me and said, hey, that's not going to do. I said, well, what do you mean? It needs to do. And they said, no, we want to take care of the whole thing. So we ran the numbers, and what do we have? Somebody covered the entire ladies' paint night, made it free for the entire community. Remarkable what God can do with generous hearts. Just this, the last couple weeks, a couple of our men got together to take care of somebody's yard. What is that? That's the Holy Spirit overflowing in people's lives. You're a generous people. Others just even yesterday partnered with a local organization in our community, showed up with food and dessert. Come on, y'all are very generous, maybe too generous in the dessert category of life. <laughs> Got connected with Love Unlimited, man, fed over 50 people yesterday. Y'all did that. It's remarkable generosity. It was a sacrifice of time of our talent, and of our treasure. One of my highlights was this past spring, okay? <laughs> this past spring, w because of your generosity. Listen here, we were able to do over 50 single Mother's Day baskets. Just remarkable. Well, somebody that day showed up, went to our outreach coordinator, and gave her 700, not seven, several hundred dollars worth of gift cards. I said, keep them. Let's use them just for outreach. It's remarkable what generosity can do and produce 
in our lives. And listen, it may come as a surprise, and I want to tell you, I don't want, I don't want you to feel nothing but encouragement this morning. I mean that, nothing but encouragement. But don't be surprised if in your walk with God, He invites you to greater levels of generosity. Sometimes we're a little shocked. Aren't you a little shocked when He asks you to do something? Step up or step out? Like, what? I didn't see that coming. It makes perfect sense if we have read the Scriptures and if we remain sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because know this, there are two forces at play, evil and good. God is assaulting the world with His love, His mercy, His compassion, His kindness, His gospel. How's He doing that? He's working through people like you and me. And so it makes perfect sense that we receive as we come to Christ, as we receive as we stand before Him on grace, that we've received what's called a heart transplant. And so here's where discipleship really begins to kick in. If you haven't noticed, uh, if, 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 if you're like me, you thought you gave your heart to Jesus and everything was perfect. And then you realize that pastor lied. He told me it was supposed to be roses. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus says, follow me. Come and die. It's going to be a blast. It's the heart transformation. And so what he does in our lives, as any area we're particularly holding tightly, he begins to break open with his love and with his kindness. Ezekiel 36, 26, it puts it this way. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. That's part of the outworking of the Holy Spirit in and through our lives is that he transforms us into Christ's likeness. Luke chapter 12, the verses I mentioned getting to, 22 through 34, you're going to be blown away. The generosity is the antidote to worry. Generosity is the antidote to fear. Generosity is the antidote to anxiety. Leading in, trusting God. And for many, especially in American culture, let me just say it as it is, generosity is the greatest step of faith. Wealthiest nation on the face of this planet. Remarkable. And Jesus invites us into generosity. Here it is. Luke chapter 12, 22. In my Bible it says, do not worry. And then from years ago, man, I got about the whole thing highlighted. Can you all see that? <laughs> I've worried <laughs> in years gone by. Listen to this. Verse 22, then Jesus said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or about your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. How much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life. Been there, tried it, not worked out. Since he cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the lilies grow. They don't labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. 
Do not worry about it. For the pagan world, that is those who don't know God, okay? The pagan world is really, Jesus referencing the Gentiles, those who lived in the Roman Empire under Roman rule and law. He said, don't, 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 don't worry about them because they run after those things. That's their main point of view. That's the, 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 their goal, their aim. Eat, drink, food. What is it? It's a self-supply rat race. He says, don't be like that. You're a Christian. You're a son, a daughter of the king. You're following Jesus. And your father knows that you need them. But seek his what? kingdom and these things will be given to you as well do not be afraid little flock for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom sell your possessions and give to the poor provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted where no thief comes near and no moth destroys for where your treasure is there your heart will be also. I'll quote briefly another pastor because it's too painful for me to quote. Okay, you don't have to laugh. All right, just receive it. I remember listening to Andy Stanley, a tremendous message on, on um, basically be generous. And he talked about, this is, this is frustrating, but he talks about how our heart has a paper trail. You're familiar with the paper trail, right? You, you expense report, you do your budget every month. You can look back of where you spent your money and just receive all that joy and that peace and that love. Man, what a great moment, right? Well, he talked, he talked about, hey, our hearts have a paper trail. And I think about that in the kingdom of God, amen, that our hearts as Christians have a paper trail. People could see where it goes. Here's one thing I know, that generosity is an inside job. It's a matter of the heart, and I have here a generosity of heart. It leads to generosity of hand. It's an inside job. Generosity of heart leads to generosity of hand. A couple more verses, Matthew 6, 20, staying on this theme, it says, Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, Luke 12, 34, just read it, where your tre treasure is, there your heart will be also. I think about this from time to time. When I think about generosity, I know I went on uh, uh, some layers of generosity that, that, our, that our church or you expressed this past year. Um, and there's so many more that, that weren't mentioned. But think about this. You're here because of somebody's generosity. You ever thought about that? I'm here because of someone's generosity. Years ago, when I found and stepped into a relationship with Christ, it was other people's generosity that marked me and made the difference in my life. It's what I call eternal treasure. It's living and it's exercising that muscle of faith. I remember when Kelly and I were first married we were committed to the tithe we'd been brought up but not always obeyed the tithe but it was part of part of our 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 kind of not agenda but vision when we were married and kelly had had some personal testimony she can share that with you in 
one-on-one another time. But how we knew we were, we, we were not devoted to this thing, we were devoted to the Lord, and it began to outplay in our lives. But I remember, I remember going down to Starbucks and splitting. I would always get in a couple sips. I remember just a couple times a month being able to go and eat out. I remember we haven't always had every vacation we wanted because generosity costs something. But can I tell you this? The rewards are unprecedented. The peace of God, oh man, that, you, you can't. The supernatural surprise blessings along the way, you can't, you can't conjure it up. Our generosity, I want to tell you, our generosity will always be under assault. Anything the Lord talks us into, the enemy, hands down, a hundredfold, will try to talk you out every time. And if you haven't noticed, especially in the area of finances, oh man, because even scripture says that that area is tested. It's like sifted. And I found that in our culture, more than any other culture, We need to exercise that faith. We need to continue to step out and stand firm. It's remarkable what we can receive from that when we remain steadfast. I want to end just with three quick thoughts. I, I, I call these the three steps towards generosity. Three steps towards generosity. Three steps towards a generous spirit. You don't just get it. You don't just arrive with it. You don't wake up one day thinking, yeah, let's be generous. And if you do, it usually wears off after about 24 hours, okay? But it's a spiritual discipline. It's a habit. It's like prayer. Come on, you get up. You don't always feel like praying, do you? I know, I know 9.30 does. 11, they don't always. But you don't always feel like praying, but how many of you know? Man, you wouldn't miss it for the world. Come on, you don't always want to forgive, but you know, oh my gosh, if I want to move forward in life, i got to forgive somebody. It's a spiritual discipline. It's a spiritual habit. Very simple thoughts for you. Steps towards generosity first. This is going to, get ready. Prayerfully. Prayerfully invite the Lord to soften your heart. Prayerfully invite the Lord to soften your heart. Hey, we hooked you up again. We plan to hook you up every week. You'll notice inside your worship guide, got a little prayer insert. You could take this with you into your quiet time every day. And it's a prayer for the Lord to soften your heart. Lord, soften my heart. Break my heart, God, for what breaks yours. That's always a great prayer to pray. But specifically, we want to prayerfully invite the Lord to soften your heart. Matthew 6, 24 No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. I saw in my notes, yeah, not ESPYs, uh, the other, okay. We'd like ESPN, but we're not unintentionally promoting it there. All right, that's what's supposed to be despised, forgive me. Or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. Here it is, you cannot serve God and mammon. I love saying this. I love saying this because mammon is a spirit. You'll see it. It's one of the idols, one of the spirits worshipped in the Old Testament. Newer translations say God and money. I think this. I think the money is neutral. It's neutral. We 
bring a spirit to it. It's neutral. Like money is money. It just is. We can bring the love of money. How many of you know that changes our vision for money? Mammon has a spirit. It's going to run out. There's never enough. Never be enough. I can't, I can't stretch my faith in this area. Mammon has a less than thinking, less than thinking mindset. But the spirit of God, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. Think about that in our own lives, right? God invites us to live generously, to let it be the overflow of our heart. And Jesus says, he's not, he's not just propagating. He's encouraging. He knew what our heart's tendency. He knew what my heart's tendency can be leaning towards. And he invites us. He's just inviting us. And he does it so calmly, so kindly, so graciously. Trust me. Don't worry. Lean on me. Don't worry. Paul, for this, for this decade, you perhaps saw me as a resource. I want to lead you into seeing, you, seeing me as the source of everything in your life. So prayerfully. You can't do it in your own strength. It won't last. I've tried that. Can't do it on your own strength. It's got to be partnered with the Lord in the quiet place, in the quiet time. That's really where our transformation takes place. In the secret, Matthew 6. Nobody knows about it, but we're meeting with the Lord. He begins to cultivate within us. Second, start where you are with what you have. Three steps towards generosity. Prayerfully invite the Lord. Soften your heart. That's, that's in every area with every spiritual discipline. We don't want to do it in our own strength. We want to pray about it. Second, start where you are with what you have. Start where you are with what you have. Matthew 6, it encourages us as we read in Luke, seek first the kingdom. Amen? God is so grace-filled. He meets us in the space that we're in and in the place that we're in. He's not condemning. Condemnation is from the evil one. It leaves us paralyzed to do anything. Conviction is from the Holy Spirit. It leaves us passionate to move forward. Start where you are with what you have. In our growth track, which we begin again next month, we give everybody who's interested a copy of a book called The Giving Ladder by Nelson Searcy. And I love, I think it's such a gracious offer that he proposes. He calls it percentile giving, percentile generosity. But it's a monthly, or in some cases, a weekly plan to exercise generosity. You can today in your life, whether it's the local church or whether it's in your community or whether it's with a neighbor or somebody in your workplace, you can begin to get a plan for generosity. Because here's the struggle. If we wait till we feel like it, how many of you know? Some of us, we're going to be waiting a while. Or we, we, we want to step out in faith, uh, but we want to step out in faith when everything's there for us to step out in faith. But then you realize... Well, that's not how faith works. So what do we do? We prayerfully partner with God. Second is we start where you are with what, we, what you have. Seek first the kingdom. Verse three, or excuse me, point three, we remain consistent. This is the biggie. This is the final thought, but this is the biggie. Remain consistent. I haven't said it for a while, but for some of you, the biggest thing you can do in your spiritual life is show up next week. 
The biggest step you can, show, uh, can, can do in your spiritual life is to show up next week. To join a small group and participate every week. You keep showing up. To open your Bible this morning, tomorrow morning, the day after that. Here's what happens. Those small habits cultivate a direction for our lives. How many of you know there's habits? Some of you have a sweet tea habit. You were born into it. And every day since birth, you've had sweet tea. It's a sweet tea habit. There's other areas. The gym. How many of you know you don't like showing up, but it becomes over time a habit. The same is true for our spiritual disciplines. We remain consistent. Here's what I've noticed. I've noticed sometimes the temptation for our life is we're going to try something out. A lot of times we want to try prayer out. God, I need you in this moment. And then when everything, the wind's at our back, we're good. And then when we're in need, we're going to try prayer again. That's one way to live. But another entirely different way to live is to be formed by prayer. To every day, despite needs, wants, desires, to commune with God. To bring the pain, to bring the hurts, the difficulties of the day, and to let him form us into Christ's likeness. He's so gracious with us. The same is true in our generosity. We want to be people who practice it daily. With what we have and where we are. Can I tell you, I thank God for his generosity to us. <laughs> now, I will say, I thank God that every day he feels like being generous. But he's so consistent. He's so gracious. And as we kind of close this chapter on July and sharing some of the basics to equip you in your faith walk, I want you to prayerfully consider exercising that faith muscle. Just as I've asked every Sunday in this month. Speaking life. Some of you, it isn't this message. It's a few weeks ago. That's speaking life. God wants to remind you. Every day. Remain consistent. But God, did you see what they said, what they did, what I'm facing? I see it all. Speak life. Speak faith. Trust me. Come on, because as we, here's what happens. As we remain consistent, it's forming us and it's bringing forth a fruit in our lives. And God is looking for a people passionate, holy, set apart from, for him, to be a witness to the world around us. We reap fruit by remaining consistent. Amen?